No jumper, man. We back. This T Rail got my co-host Gina with me. We got a special guest in this room right now, David Sebastian. You know what I'm saying? This is this young man is uh, a world class talent. Mm-hmm. I would say. I mean, he does everything. You know what I'm saying? Is a real artist. This is what Thank you call you. real artistry right here. You know what I'm saying? He embodies this. You feel me? So if you don't know today, you are finna know now. I'm about to get you, familiar. Yes, sir. You know Gangsta grills. <laughs> That's the, a big deal. Yeah, especially you know coming up in that Wayne era. You know what I mean? Just it's a vibe. It was good, man. I and it's a, it. and it's an honor to be on No Jumper, man. Getting interviewed by you guys. Thank you. It's an honor for you to see over here all rich. <laughs> <laughs> You really cozy, you know what I'm saying? I'm real jealous. I'm like, I got to I knew I was supposed up. to put that fucking puffy coat on. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? He said, we going to see how long you withstand this. It might get a little hot. You know what I'm saying? But you are a that's going to be dedicated to the outfit. Yeah, we dedicated to the, the aesthetic. He look yes. good. He look good. We all matching. Yeah. Yes, sir, man. So how you been, man? What's the deal? Yeah. Man, I've been fucking amazing. I've been great. Three days ago, I just did uh, my first art exhibition. It was crazy. It's beautiful. And where was that? It was, let me turn my mute. Um, it was downtown in the Arts District. Mm-hmm. And uh, the thing that made it so special is I was able to showcase all of my, all of my like expressions in one. So like... We shot a film, right? So in the middle, it was like this huge 10-foot cube that was like projecting the film. I had my fine art on the wall. I performed, selling merch. So it was just kind of like the inside of my mind. It was tight. Is that, um, are those photos, what's on your website right now? Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> we got it. Let's talk about it. Let's we get gotta, weird. So I saw a picture, and it was um, Jesus, mm-hmm. a black Jesus. Mm-hmm. With white paint on them. Can you please explain that? Well, it wasn't just white paint. It was too, like... So that particular painting was a reference to a video I shot of a white Jesus... Of black Jesus getting painted white by these two makeup artists. And um, it's just kind of... Uh, that's what America has done, right? We've kind of white-faced Jesus. I mean, it's kind of historically known at this point that... Jesus, Jesus, you know, whatever you call him, it was a black man. And through the depiction of Christ in history, he's been like, you know who Caesar Borgia is? No. So Caesar Borgia is the white male who is the um, likeness of Christ who was, um, it was either king, it was one of the king's son that they made Jesus look like, so... Most people who who know like the white blonde haired Jesus, mm-hmm. that's actually Caesar Borgia. So the Jesus who we know the the face who yeah we you know was like a, the king's son um, who he made the image. You know, when I've visited the Vatican, I, uh, they definitely like taught me a bunch of that, like how they covered up a bunch of things. You feel me? And painted in white. So yeah, I mean that's crazy. I mean, cause like the <clears throat> when you go in the churches and the you know the God is pointing at the finger. I mean the yeah. finger pointing yeah. at his family or whatever. And he said, uh, I mean you had Da Vinci and all of that stuff. I, you know, I was like, damn, 
Leonardo and all. I'm like, damn, I thought these was Ninja Turtles. The, mm. They all started laughing. <laughs> but they was like, no, these are real artists. And these artists, they was like, well, I was like, well, how did they... Um, how did they know what God looked like? How did they know what Jesus looked like mm-hmm. to paint these pictures? Mm-hmm. And the tour, the tour guy was like, "Well, the king actually told him to paint his family." Yeah, for yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I want this. I want this to probably be the deepest no jumper interview y'all y'all have. I want to get like real deep. But if you know, if we just talking about religion, um, religion has been a weapon. Um, they have weaponized religion. For control, you know, they gave slaves Bibles to stop them from jumping off of slave ships. Is that what, like, mainly where you, you know, your artist? That's where it's main your artistry. Like, are you here to like uh, just to enlighten our people? You feel me? And just to to, to let people know. I mean, because it's kind of like it's really out there. Some people are kind of like like standoffish from it, and yeah. then you know, some of our people kind of understand. Well, it. Mo, you gotta think about it like this. Most artists, especially the really successful ones, are brought and paid for. So, you know, you have a lot of puppets. And puppets, when, you're, when you get uh, worldwide acclaim and money, you're not going to speak out against the regime, the this, this, this. So, you know, you just smile for the cameras. And um, on our way here, I was looking at a video about Plato's Cave. Do you guys know what Plato's Cave is? No. So Plato, the philosopher, had this um, this theory, right, about these three prisoners sitting in a cave, right? So imagine three prisoners, they've never been outside this cave, and they have their backs against the wall, and they're looking at this wall, and um, it's just like these shadow puppets on the wall, right? So their whole life, they they seen these shadows on the wall, and the shadow was being created from the sunlight behind them, uh, hitting the trees and stuff, and like casting these images on the wall. So one day, one of the um, prisoners escaped, right? And he goes outside and he's like blinded by the light and he sees like trees and he sees the sun and he sees all these things and he realized the shit that he, he, he was raised watching was an illusion. It was just a shadow, right? So you, he goes back to the cave and he tells the other prisoners like, yo, all this shit is fake. And they're looking at him like, you're crazy. And he can't even describe... You can't describe something to someone who's never who can't even fathom what it is, right? So I think there's like five percent of the world who see, who know that the shadows are fake. And the rest of us are just looking at picture puppets, just smiling. Um, when I was going through your website, it was some stuff on there that made me question my own existence. How <laughs> <laughs> so? And there was uh so one of the things that stood out to me, it was in the text and it said, um, God is ironic. The devil is a metaphor. Yeah. What do you mean by the devil being a, a metaphor? Um, so I have this song called The Devil's Metaphor on We Are God. And it says, the devil is your fears. He's the voice that you hear, the person staring at you when you get dressed in the mirror. Um, we, thinking of the best way to put this. If you go up to anyone and you say the devil, what do most people think about? Some red dude with fucking horns mm-hmm. in hell, fire. But in all actuality, uh, the devil is your fear. Uh, this entire universe operates off of two things, love and fear. And since you're a child, you've been taught to fear things, to fear what you don't know, to fear yourself. That's why they put 
religion, you know what I mean? Because now you're afraid of this and that, like, you know, so the devil is a metaphor for your own fears and anxieties um, that hold you back. Hmm. Do you um, follow any any religion? Uh, no. I, fo- I Well, yes, I follow all of them. Mm-hmm. So I, I've read on Hinduism, on Buddhism, on Christianity, on, on you know, all types of faiths because I think it's good to just like educate yourself on different faiths. But I wouldn't say that I necessarily follow anyone in particular. I have grown to Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you read the Bible, you know, he pre- pretty much just had two main things he was trying to tell people. One is just love everyone, mm-hmm. right? Just love love your neighbor, love everyone. Even as they was beating the shit out of him, he said, God, forgive them. They don't know what they do. And that's happened to me. Like, I've tried to look out for niggas who I've literally found on the streets. Niggas was homeless. And I'm like, yo, I'm going to give you some love. But one day you're going to turn on me, nigga. You're going like, da-da-da. but I forgive you because I know what it is. So it's love above all else and faith. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I follow that, you know, not not to like bring up Ye because I know he's a hot topic, but, you know, Christ consciousness. Right. So a lot of us like we, we worship Christ. Right. But it's really his consciousness that like to be able to turn water into wine. It's not magic. It's having undeniable faith. That anything you touch can turn. Like we could get fucking deep, but let's let's do it. That that that's one of my goals on this planet is to achieve Christ consciousness. And when you hear like a nigga like Yay, you know, talk about the Nazis and shit like that, I think what he's trying to articulate. I don't know him, so I can't really speak for him. But it's we have to love our oppressors. We have to love everyone. There's there's no one that is so bad that they don't deserve love in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Well, let's start from the beginning where he said the slavery is a choice. Yeah. How did you feel about that? Um so I'm not saying that there's some ignorance that comes out. Like I can't vouch for everything he says. I can't vouch for anything. He's his own man. Mm-hmm. I will say that slavery today, not slavery back then on the plantations and the cotton fields and when we were colonized by the, I'm not saying that's a choice. But today, when we kill each other, you know, when we're slaves to brands, labels, uh, slaves to ideas, slaves to green pieces of paper, slaves to the concept of, like, now it's a choice. I wouldn't say it was back then, but now our people are so fucked up. I just watched Will Smith's movie, Emancipation. Have y'all seen that yet? Not yet, no. I, w- I would suggest y'all see it. Um, beautiful film. And it made me so fucking angry to see what, like, us as a people have been through like in real slavery, right? What our what our great great grandparents, what our ancestors went through, to get to a platform now, where we're oppressing each other, mm. it doesn't it doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, to but me. how do you feel about you know like what he says about their them exploiting us as a culture? They're you know what I'm saying all in the movies, music they get to exploit us. But soon as we say something, there's just like this terrible cloud that goes over over our head, and and now now we're depicted and, and now we're shunned and kicked out of everything. Well, well you you kind of got to understand, not you, but like people have to understand like the matrix in which we live in, right? Like 
there is a um there is a system in, in which way things work right and there's a system of control right and you know the masses right most of us are sleep right most most people work 8 hours sleep 8 hours play 8 hours right most of us just live our lives it's inconspicuous we get a wife we get some kids and then we die right and us being black you know us being really the originators of style the originators of culture and all these things um we have been systematically programmed to like chase a microphone chase a basketball chase a football chase all these external things right but we have no ownership over any of them right we don't own the football team we don't own the basketball teams we don't own the record labels we don't really own have ownership over anything we don't even own our own likeness you know so ownership is a very very big part like you know who owns no jumper who owns twitter not a nigga you know what i mean? i i just have saw this freestyle called black executive where it says who owns facebook who owns twitter who owns instagram not a nigga from the platforms we use to the movies. And I'm not saying that these are owned by a specific group because I don't even think it has to do with race. I think it just has to do with the monopolization of information. I like that. The monopolization of information. And um, that's why we're really in slavery because we're enslaved to... to the powers that be when when in reality we we control all of this shit we control media we control art if if every fucking black football player said you know what i quit we starting our own league fuck y'all there would be no nfl if niggas said we getting off of instagram and we starting fucking whatever there'd be no there'd be no instagram we literally control everything and we don't even know it before we go any further, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> the people, uh, let's get the people to know you. You know what I'm saying? Let's start off from the beginning. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Baby David. David Sebastian from Los Angeles, California. Born and raised. Grew up for the first part of my life in Koreatown and moved to the South Bay. Been to damn near every school in Los Angeles. Carson, Gardena, Palisades, Fairfax, Westchester, Belmont. Super fucking crazy kid who didn't give a fuck. But most, mostly, I just had ideas and opinions. And that's the worst thing for a school system who's mm. trying to breed fucking slaves is a nigga with some opinions. Oh, Christopher Columbus discussed, oh, how? Or the, 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 why? Uh, oh, go to the office. You, know, no, no. you was getting kicked out for your opinions? I mean, after a while. I mean, first it started with don't talk. Don't do this. I Like, I'm an artist, right? I, you would say I'm a pretty good artist, right? Yeah. I failed every art class I had in school. Doesn't make any fucking sense. But it's okay, though. You got you to gotta look at... I'm going to keep talking about me, but to deviate to that is you got to look at the systems of control. When you have a system like a school, right? How, how do they make you sit in school? In lines, right? Mm -hmm. At little desks, right? Before you talk, what they tell you to do? Raise your hands. Outside of your school, what is there normally? Fences, right? A school looks like a fucking prison. 
a school is the modern day school system was built to create miniature slaves, man, to be able to put things on a on a on the chopping block, make jeans, make this. Don't add. Don't work together. You got. That's why you got to take a test by yourself. You don't think any of those things you mentioned were created to teach children structure? So, good answer. Good question. Um, if society is a product of our school system, our education system, with all of that structure, then why do we live in such an unstructured world? Why? Why do the kids? Why? Why do most? I mean, I'm, I can only talk about ethnically, like black and brown kids. If school is to teach a structure, then why are most of us like being in prison or mur like why you know what I mean like why why hasn't that reflected in into uh, our behavior past school? Well, not all of us are that way. Not all of us, but I'm saying uh, it's the same thing in other races too. No, for sure. Uh, do you know who created the the the, the educational system? No. Actually, see, it's hard because I'm like I'm trying to go there, but I'm also trying to let people know like what I do because they might just be like, "Who's this nigga in his fur coat talking all this?" Well, educate us. I mean, well, yeah, you, we want to know how you grew up. Then we can go. Then <laughs> 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 we can go talk about how we don't like. Okay, Biden. we'll go back. We'll go. We'll go. go ahead. We'll go back to that. We'll go back to that. But um, went to a bunch of schools. Dropped out at 16 because I, I couldn't fuck with the structure. Um, and then I became a designer. And becoming a designer, I literally just drew like a little notepad with a bunch of designs and went on Melrose at the time when it was like super duper popping. Ed Hardy store where the old, you know, old Ed Hardy store was going door to door to door selling my designs. And I met Christian Adige who owned Ed Hardy at the time. Literally seen him five days in a row because he kept being like, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. Finally got him to look at my work and fuck with me. Went next door to Teenage Millionaire, designed oh, for Teenage wow. Millionaire. And then I met Steve Aoki. Then I designed for Denmark. And then from Denmark, Diesel, Ruka, VSC, Rock and Republic. Like, I've designed for over like 60, 70 labels, man. Um, but I always wanted to do music. But I just felt like a 16-year-old black kid dropping out of high school saying he's a rapper probably wasn't the best look. And at the time, like, you have a clothing brand, right? No, I just put some shit on a hoodie. Oh, I thought, oh, well. Hire a black woman. Hire a black woman, right? Mm -hmm. But you see how you said I just put something on a hoodie? Back then, like, it was, it was kind of hard to do that. Like, not everyone could have that access, right? So, especially, like, young black people, you know what I mean? Now, it's so easy to create your own entity. So, back. Wait, you're 16 years old making this type of money, designing for all these companies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wasn't making that much money until I hit about like 18 or 19 because the first designs I was getting like super fucked. I was like getting like $200 a design. You know what I mean? Fucking Steve Aoki tried to trade me hard tickets for some headphones I designed that probably made him too much money, you know? So, but that's just a part of the game in the industry. You're going to get fucked initially, which is cool. Take it to the game. I mean, in the last couple of years, I've designed for Drake. You know, I did OVO. For Coachella, for I did Chris Brown's last tour. I, I've done, you know, and that's just kind of like my side shit. Like I don't even really do it full time. I just do it for fun now. But yeah, you did that one collab with YG. Yeah, the YG shit, yeah. four hundred merch. Um, 
so designing and then I started to do music mm -hmm. and I came out with a record called Pussy Marijuana and that shit went hard in the streets and really man I everything I do is just to inspire people you know what I mean like I didn't I didn't go to college I didn't do any of that I don't got no rich parents and nothing like that I just I'm a self-motivated person that I know the potential I have and I know the potential you have and we all have. And a lot of people don't know that. They don't know the power they have mm -hmm. inside of them. So that's kind of my mission through all, everything I do, music, art, fashion. Now I have a brand called Skid Row Fashion Week. Mm -hmm. um, y'all, I mean, y'all obviously know what Skid Row is, right? Yeah, so, I, I saw you did a fashion show. Yeah, well, was going to end up getting sued by The Gap and uh, Kanye for that. But... Um, for how yeah. much? Hold on, don't. <laughs> well, what what they dropped it after they shut down my website and deleted our Instagram. Also, oh, that's why you added them and said, "Give me the page back." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I yeah, saw yeah. that. So, long story short, Skid Row six. For those who don't know, who are watching this, um, maybe sixty, seventy thousand homeless people living in a ten block radius downtown. Right, the highest concentrated population of homeless people in America, and the city, L.A has billions of dollars in funding for years that they don't allocate to these people. And yeah, you have missions and stuff like that, but me just being being me and knowing that every little, anyone can make a difference, anyone can make an impact. A couple years ago, I just hopped on a little scooter, was driving down Skid Row, and I uh, I was like, I was asking around like, yo, who kind of like runs shit down here? Like who, who could I talk to if I was trying to like donate my time? And uh, they told me about a guy named Wendell, who is uh, OG, been on Skid Row for 30 years, got through alcoholism, was an addict, all this, cleaned his life up, and now he devotes his life to helping the homeless. And I went up to him, and I'm like, man, listen, I got a platform. Niggas know me for music, art, da, 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 but I want to do something. And he told me, he was like, man, he's like, you know how many artists and politicians and da, 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 came up to me and told me this? But I got a funny feeling you actually gonna do something. And since then I just been going hard, man, trying to create opportunities and um a platform to really do some some real change, you know. I saw you said there 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 are millionaires sp spending billions in the metaverse when it's homeless people in our universe. Yeah. Did any millionaires reach out to you and say, Hey, I wanna fuck with your movement, I wanna help you? No, no. Because, you know, yay, Jay, Diddy, and Dre could put all their money together and end homelessness in a day. There's a lot of millionaires. There's, there's a lot of billionaires. The, the real thing is, is people just don't give a fuck, man. We can lie. We could pretend like, you know, we do. But a lot of people are so consumed with, with greed or just the, the monopolization of their own personal finances that... No one's really about that life, man. I've been doing this shit for like three years, and it's and you know it's so funny when I was home, when I was homeless, living in an office the size of this carpet, getting paid like you know what I mean like I I had a tough time in my life. I was damn near giving everything I had to Skid Row and to building this company, and doing Christmas on Skid Row, giving away thousands of presents, putting up my own money when I had nothing. You know what I mean? So 
Where did this selflessness like mentality come from that you just want to help and do for others? Because everything that you talked about, like you went to a company, you helped them with their designs, you doing this stuff with Skid Row. How did you become this selflessness person? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, I don't know if you become it. I think I think that's the purpose of life. I think that's the true purpose of life. I think we've been programmed to think it's me, 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 and it's mm-hmm. the accumulation of things. But when you really dig deep, I think our purpose is to help one another. And, you know, growing up, like, I've had conversations with some of the richest people on this planet, fucking supermodels, billionaires, all types of hierarchy people. And then I've had conversations with niggas who sleep under the freeway, and they've been some of the realest people on the planet. You know what I mean? Like, just you can feel a different type of humanity with people who, who've lost their way and who don't have shit. So, yeah. Did these political views come from, you know, mom and pops? What well, didn't come from pops, my dad uh, was non-existent in my life. And my mom ain't much into politics either. But she always told me to, to to stand on my word and to to not be afraid of nobody and to speak my mind. I just think it just comes from, I grew up off like Pac, man. You know what I mean? I grew up off like Malcolm X biography. You know what I mean? Like I grew up off of just militant black men who who like stood for things. And uh, that's just the character I'm playing today. Does that affect you much with Pops not being in your life? I mean, you know, it's crazy. When I was fucking up in school, right, the first thing they want to say is he's lashing out because he he ain't got a father. And I'd always be like, no, I'm not even thinking about this dude, right? And now that I'm old enough to actually, like, dig into my fucking psyche a little bit, um, I, like, the answer is no. No, like... I appreciate the space in my movie. Like, we all have movies, right, that we're living. Your movie, how you grew up, where you were raised. And sometimes it's a lot of trauma and a lot of drama and a lot of bullshit. You know, people have been through a lot of shit, but sometimes we hold on to that trauma and we let it fuck up our lives. We're like, fuck, he touched me. And you let it fuck up your life when you don't realize it's just a part of your personal movie. It just makes your movie more interesting. So him leaving me, being a rabbi, Jewish rabbi, leaving my black mother to fucking raise me, and then, you know, it was just a part of the movie, you know. So Pops was a Jewish rabbi. Yeah, was Polish Jew. Jewish no, rabbi? No, no, like is Israeli Jew. So you're Jewish? Half. And your mom? Black. From Watts. Christian? Yeah. So how you feel about Kanye talking shit? <laughs> That's funny. That's his character. That's what he's doing right now. Like, I'm I'm I grew up a Kanye fan, man. Kanye's college dropout 
was the first rap album that I ever got in Sunday school. My Sunday school teacher gave that shit to me. And he was like, you, you don't know this guy yet, but he reminds me of you. Because when I was a kid, I was like crazy. You know what I mean? I fuck with Kanye. I just think that, you know, he's he's playing the supervillain right now. You know, when you watch fucking Batman, there's a supervillain. He's making this time interesting by being the villain. Don't really affect me. Yeah, I mean, when he speaks, I'm like, okay, uh, I appreciate the fact that you're, you're enlightening people on different things and different facts about, you know, how our people are being treated and, you know, and who's doing it to them. I, I definitely appreciate that about him. The but selflessness. The selflessness for sure. But then it does come to a point to where it's like, uh, you know what I'm saying? In his song Power, right, he has this quote. He says, do you have the power to let power go, right? Think about it. You right now, you worth $3 billion, right? And you know by saying something, everything will be taken away from you. Your kids, your family, your money, your reputation, your livelihood, everything. Would you still say it? Uh, No. But just depending on, you know, the circumstances and what's going on and what I'm fighting for. And I'm, I, like you saying, I guess uh, he might be feeling like he's fighting for something that's just way bigger than what, what we know of. I know some people who are so rich that all they have is money. And that's not good. Because no family with, with money equals, like, depression you know what I'm saying? Stress. Like yeah. you might end up killing yourself with no money. You definitely have to have something there f- with money. Like money isn't everything. It's definitely not. I think it goes if back. You to, don't have that structure. It goes back to what you were saying earlier about faith. Kanye faith might be so high that he knows what he's saying that God got him, regardless of what the. Because, because I'm I'm being honest with you. I know. God got me in, in like the most unimaginable way. Mm-hmm. Like I like I would I, I like in every way. I wish I you could test it right now. Like I I know he has me in every way. And if if Kanye is at that level where he knows it, then you can take away money. You could take away earthly things. But if if you have uh, the divine looking out for you, I mean mm-hmm. you can have it. Do you feel like it was you? You took some sacrifices in in your artistry too, because some of the stuff you you you've done is like it's real bold to where you know sacrifices out. It's almost like um, if you're painting about a um, Ku Klux Klan or whatever, you feel me? I just feel like that is kind of bold. It's, I feel like a lot of people out here wouldn't be accepted, you know, real receptive to it, like. They'll probably be like, oh, no, man, I don't even be thinking that. about people, really. Like, I don't be thinking about, like, what can come from things or people's perceptions. I'm just a vessel, dog. I'm just I'm just putting out things that I see through my perspective mm-hmm. and not really worrying about the consequence. Like, when Gucci, when I did the Gucci bonfire and I, I, I painted Gucci doesn't care about black people and I drew, like, the Klansmen in the Gucci robe and shit and I was literally running from a helicopter, nigga, on Melrose Boulevard hiding underneath cars trying to get away from the police. And then Gucci sent me um, a cease and desist. And then I took their cease and desist and made merch with it. And then I threw a fuck, and then I threw a party <laughs> and had fucking a thousand people burning all their Gucci's and shit. 
that's just what led me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you fighting white supremacy through your heart. <laughs> like it is just some that's people hard. might be some people might be scared, but you really walking out there in faith, like, nah, we doing this shit. And you got a lot of people backing you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Wait till I get the world behind me. I mean, listen, I I'm still I'm still regional. I mean, we global, but I'm still um accessible. But don't let me get like not even don't let me when I get global. I'm I, I plan to do things with my art that will shift culture. That'll mm-hmm. shift the world. That'll shift like you said, you looked and you questioned this. Like all it takes is a seed. That's mm-hmm. it. Someone says a seed to you, it can question everything you're doing. Yeah. And when you create art, that's all I'm doing is just planting seeds, you know? Was there a um like a specific situation that happened that made you start like questioning religion? Cause I seen a movie and I questioned my daddy and he looked at me like I was. Was that guys? Um, no, it was about it was a movie called I don't know what it was called, but it was about like the first lie ever told. So pretty much these people lived in a reality where everybody told the truth. And at one point, one guy said, my job is so boring, I need to get creative. He was a writer. And he started making up stories. And one of the stories that he made up was about Noah's Ark. And he had all these people believing that he can get to every animal to his house and that he knew this guy named Moses. That's crazy. So What movie is this? I don't know. I was probably like 15 when I saw it. Um, it I want to say it's called The First Lie Ever Told. It's, it's like something like that. So that made me wonder, what if at some point in the Bible, niggas start writing different stories in the Bible? Yeah. How do we know, you know, that the uh, the scripts that were found by the, the little kid who gave them to his daddy, how we know that when they translated them from, you know, to English, that they didn't start making shit up? So that was a situation that made me question the Bible. Was there like something specific that so, happened? So I don't know if I questioned the Bible mm-hmm. because the Bible, you know, basic instructions before leaving earth. You can really break down the Bible and and understand the esoteric teachings that are deeper than like Noah's Ark and shit. Mm-hmm. I think I just questioned church because mm. I grew up going to City of Refuge. You know, City Refuge mm-hmm. and Pastor Noel Jones. No disrespect, you know, but when you pulling up to church in a million dollar car and you got like twenty security and half of the people in your church is broke as shit and there's an ATM by the bathroom I don't know it just don't make no sense to me ATM in the church is crazy you know what that fucking church it rubbed me the wrong way but it also I really loved I really loved uh his word no I I, I love I, the way he 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 speaks but it it did rub me the wrong way I think I was at bible study one day and um and one of the preachers was like yeah brothers Everybody give a hundred dollars, and I was like, "Nigga, what?" And it kind of fucked me up because it was like, "You ain't got a hundred. Don't even worry about it. Don't don't even touch the plate." Almost kind of like arrogant. I heard almost. a pastor say, "If you donated more than a hundred, stand up. If you donated more than five hundred, stand up. Praise the I walked out a yeah. child, yeah, man. <laughs> like so, uncomfortable. I love Noel Jones. I just would say, If you have a congregation of a thousand people, two thousand people, you can tell them Jesus will handle all your needs and everything will be good and blah blah blah. Or you can give them real real tools on how to take their faith and manifest what the fuck they want. 
I feel like a lot of preachers don't do that because if you teach people how to manifest what they want, they ain't coming back to church. Mm-hmm. If you really knew that you God was inside of you, you are the God, like you can create anything you want with, you wouldn't be praying for the same. Actually, to pray for the same thing more than once is the opposite of faith. Let's say you pray tonight and like, God, please, I need a blessing. I need some money. And then you pray the next day, God, I need a blessing. I need some money. You didn't have faith, that just, you didn't have faith that the believe. first time it fucking happened. Yeah. So like church just teaches a lot of bastardized ways of thinking that I just can't really rock with. But, you know. I've been in church since I was a child and I didn't learn the importance of faith until last year. Dang. And that's because I went to a Christian college. So are you guys almost atheists? No. <laughs> no. Don't put that on me. Not on here. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm actually a Davidian. Yeah, I mean, break that down for me. I'm a Davidian. I um, I believe in myself, but not God. What's the difference? Well, you said we are God. <laughs> well, look around this room. Tell me one thing in here that wasn't created by someone's imagination. Mm. No, like really try. Like really look around and tell me one thing that wasn't created by someone's imagination. Okay. So if our imagination has created everything around us, I believe that um, we are all part of one singular consciousness, that there is no... You know what a hive mind is? Like bees, how bees kind of all can telepathically talk to each other. They all share the same consciousness. I believe we're the same thing. I think we're one with everything. Mm -hmm. Can you explain um, there's a big difference between who you are and who you think you are? Good question. I'm going to take this fur coat off. You wasn't lying. (laughs) I, I told you well, how long he lasted. The lights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. You was doing it up. I seen you. I said, okay, he's sniffing. There we go. The fish still crazy though. I gotta see it, bro. Yeah. I got a we ain't live, bro. No. Nah. <laughs> that shit out. <laughs> Laura, cut that, cut that part out. Nah, y'all can keep that shit. In. I ain't sure. It's real life. Um, most of us play roles, right? So, like, right now I'm in no jumper. I'm wearing some leather pants and some Rick Owens. I got a Cartier watch on. I'm a rapper today. Mm-hmm. Why am I a rapper? Because I said I'm a rapper and I make rap music. And I don't really live a rapper's lifestyle, but, you know, rappers live rapper's lifestyles. They fuck with bitches and they smoke weed and they do whatever they do. We all just create characters for ourselves, but it's not real. Like, you could wake up tomorrow. I could wake up tomorrow and be anything. Mm-hmm. We're just playing roles to fit in, into this box that 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 makes life more 
palatable to live by, if that makes any sense. Like, have you ever watched The Truman Show? No. Have you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, um, yeah. Where do you feel like your artistry is going to take you, man, and what you feel like is holding you back right now from being the biggest ever? Because I know you have a lot of ideas. I mean, you have the tools behind you. I know you feel like you that nigga. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? What's holding you back? Nothing. There's nothing holding me back. If you would ask me that a couple, you know, a couple years ago, I would have said myself because we're the only thing that can hold us back. There's no external force that can stop you because the external is really the internal. And you know, if that's you, if, crazy. If, if you want to look out, look in. You know, if you're if you're broke, sad, life caving in, that's just an outward reflection of how you feel inside. So when my life was in disarray, it was because I was in disarray. So there's nothing that's stopping me. It's just a matter of time. I can't pick when that hit is going to line. I'm, I can't pick. When any of those moments that take me into the fucking the stratosphere happens, it could be three weeks from now. It could be three months from now. But all I can do is continue to fucking create. As a young creator and, you know, and a young business owner, like, uh, what are some of the tools you can tell these young people out here? You know, how do, how, how, how do you start a brand? You know what I'm saying? Where do you go as a, as, as a young brand owner to, you know, take those steps to get, get to where you're going? I would say the first thing you do is find your why. So what what's on your shirt? Hire a black woman. Why? Because there's a lack of black female representation in media. Why? Because they're not being hired. Why? Because this is a male dominated industry. Why? I don't know. I'm not. A, I can't go as deep as you. <laughs> we don't. We don't even got to go deep. But really, think about that. Like, why? Mm-hmm. Start with your why. A lot of people nowadays have brands, right? And we put names on it. And you know, it could be your name. It could be the name of some other shit. But it's really a lot of it's just based in ego. You know, a nigga put like Pierre this on a fucking shirt, right? Okay, I get it. But what's your why? Start with your why because if you have a, a strong enough why of why you're doing it, then you'll create a story, and then that story will bring people in, and then you'll create a. Um, you need purpose, so the why helps generate the purpose. Like Skid Row, right? It's a name, but the purpose was to what bring attention to a community that's underserved create job opportunities for people who are home. Like, I have a why. It's deeper than just putting a logo on a T-shirt. So whenever times get hard, and I might not have no money or this, 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 my why can sustain me. If your why isn't strong enough, then you'll just give up. Yeah, but, you know, your why is just a little bit deeper than everybody else. Why? Nine times out of ten, the why is money. So I need to make mm-hmm. money, and then I feel like I'm creative. So where the fuck do I go to make a T-shirt and a hat? Mm-hmm. Point me to the right direction. See, and, and that's why there's so much bullshit today. Mm-hmm. Because money should ne- money isn't even fucking real. It's real, but it ain't even fucking real. So if your why is attached to money, you'll just do whatever for money. I ain't even trying to get fucking 
super duper deep, but like on the way here, I was fucking listening to an audio book about stoicism. And stoicism is just talking about how we don't be attached to anything. Be unattached to your need for money, validation, opinions, all this. And once you break free from your need to have money, this, 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 and you're truly free. Mm -hmm. If you need money, you're just a slave to the idea of money. So you'll do anything. You'll fucking sell your ass for money. Mm -hmm. um, but your brand actually says something, right? It actually means something. When you go deeper and deeper and deeper, you're going to find the core of why you want to do it. Mm -hmm. And once you find that core, use that. I, I have a deep, thorough, <laughs> long <laughs> quote on you the back. You got a whole goddamn actually, mandate on the back. It See? explains all of it. But just me saying it out, like I, I'm not able to just repeat it. I don't know if everybody... How, how many people are on your team? Um, for this or yeah, in general? For that. For that. This was a collab with somebody else who they kind of reached out to me and said, hey, you know, you was it a woman? going crazy. No, it was a guy. Okay. So <laughs> I would say if you're going to do that, start a team with all women. Mm -hmm. Hire all black women. Well, so for my production, for my ciphers, yeah. all black women. All black women. Mm -hmm. And create platforms for more black women. Mm -hmm. And then create a podcast talking about the black women you're doing and then talk about... Like, you know what I mean? Like, then you get deeper down the rabbit hole, you have purpose. Mm -hmm. You don't just have a hoodie with your fucking name on it. No. Um, can we get into some lyrics? Or are you about just, to say something else? I'm sorry. Anyway, to break it down, blah, 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 start with your why, and mm -hmm. after you have your why, don't listen to anyone. Don't listen to your fucking friends. Don't listen to your fam. Like, your family, my family, pe most people's family are like the killer of fucking dreams. You know what I mean? Like, you no, can... No, I, I live that. They'll be the quickest to kill your shit. Mm -hmm. Because they they can't see it. And they have their own inadequacies. So their fears become yours. Mm -hmm. Jay-Z talks about in an interview how he almost quit rapping when he created his first demo and went to his uncle. And his uncle was like, this shit garbage. Mm -hmm. Imagine if Jay-Z would have quit rapping. You know Jay-Z. Yeah. So find your why. And then once you have your why... Let it take you all the way. People will try to give you opinions. People will tell you what to do, what not to do. Take it with a grain of salt and follow your inner, your gut is God. Follow your, your God. Your God. Noted. Thank you. Yeah. Well, uh, lyrics. I want to get into some lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> you deleted it? What? This is crazy. That's, that's, that's the that guy was God. he was talking about. It was from Beyonce's Perfect. He can't Prin get it back. Prince and, uh, you said, you said. They killed Michael and Prince over, over publishing. Yes, is it the industry or the government? Yeah. Wow. Simple. simple. I mean, some niggas are worth more dead than alive. Well, damn, how do you feel about that going into this music industry, like knowing like, you know what, I might be the biggest ever. Like, how do I attack that? Once I'm the biggest it's ever. It's stoicism. Like, it's crazy. Hold on, it's stoicism. It's not being even, it's, it's not, it's being your life, not even being attached to your own life. Knowing that everything is temporary mm -hmm. and doing anything that you want 
regardless of your life, money, or anything. I know what, what it, that comes with, right? We all do. But am I going to bitch up and fucking, you know, sing and dance for these niggas? No. I'm a, I mean. So you fight white supremacy all the way to the, to the end. You know what's so crazy? It's not even white supremacy. Because there's a level beyond the whites. It's your dad. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it's your daddy. Oh, God. No, nigga. <laughs> it ain't right. <laughs> no, you don't got nothing for that. It's him. He there. No, 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 no. <laughs> that was a good one. It's another level. Who runs them? Well, you got the richest families in the world, which you got the Rockefellers. Um, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the Rothschilds, all of them. Yeah. But, but, but who runs them? Who's at the top of the pyramid? Should you tell me? Because I thought that was the pyramid. I mean... Illuminati? You got, you got us at the bottom. Then you have the police force policing us then you have the government and then you have the rich people then you have the corporations then you have the families and you have this but at the top i'm not about to say it on here let's just say that there's different caveats to this it ain't a white thing it ain't a jew thing it ain't a black thing might be a green thing i don't know why not educate me because i want to know i'll be leaving this we ain't getting canceled going. No, I know y'all can't. <laughs> this is Adam at the top of our pyramid. <laughs> Let's just say, I can't say it just yet, man. There's different parts of my story I got to tell before I can go there. But I'll just say, like, of course, there's certain people who, who hold power over us, right? But there's different entities in this planet, man. It ain't all fucking human. It ain't all, it's like... It's a lot of fucking magic going on, man. That's why we got to stay prayed up. You got to keep faith and know thyself. Mm -hmm. Know thyself. You got to know who you are because as things pro progress over the next couple years, y'all about to see a lot of fucking crazy shit, man, that, that will have you really questioning everything. So how do you use your knowledge to enlighten your people? You know what I'm saying? Especially the ones the fuck, our age. What you think I'm doing right now? It's a lot of niggas who watch No Jumpers like, what is this nigga talking about? They for sure finna be like, huh? Huh? Yeah, you know I'm saying, they, but they but, might rewind it. But they might rewind it. They might yeah. Google it. They might ask their cousin. They might be like, yo, this nigga's talking that shit. I'm doing it right now. The song you were trying to reference. I said oh, Beyonce's it. perfect. I found it. Beyonce's perfect. I say it in the songs. The painting, I paint it. Mm -hmm. The clothes, nigga, everything I do is to inspire and enlighten. When There's you're painting, like, where is this motivation coming from? Because I never understood, like, the artists and the just abstract about the shit. And I'm just looking and I'm like, I can't see the fucking story. You got to tell me. Like, but now, like, in my older age, like, I kind of, like, I get it to where you was talking about, like, you got to be free with this you shit. You got to realize who you are in all of this, man. Like, we're all just vessels. We're all just vessels if we allow ourselves to be for energy to flow through us and to give 
give the world something. Like Lil Wayne, right? He don't write shit down, right? And that nigga be saying some crazy ass shit. And he's like, Jay-Z, he, he has his line. He's like, Con Edison flow, um, my mind's connected to a higher power. He's talking about some shit. When Jay-Z be gassing, I don't know what energy he's connected to, but there's something speaking through that nigga. There's something speaking through people who are open to it. And it's either light or it's dark. You know what I mean? Mm. And there's, you know, there's a lot of darkness in the music industry. It's a little bit of light, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, the light will shine through. Mm -hmm. So um, I would say it's not even me, dog. Like, if you ever see me paint, like, if you ever see me paint, you'll be like, this nigga ain't even using a pencil. This nigga ain't do a sketch. He ain't looking at shit. He just, how did he just paint a whole mural in, like, 20 minutes with no, because I'm not even thinking, dog. It's just my bot, like, my shit just moving. I just become a vessel, man. That's crazy. There was a, it's another piece of content I wanted you to explain. It what was up? a fish evolving into a human. Yeah. I mean, some would predate humans back to fishes. Reptiles, fishes, I mean, you see a sperm cell, right? With the little tail and shit? Yeah. It kind of resembles a fish. It's evolution. So they looked at me like I was crazy when I told them I believed in mermaids. I believe in mermaids too. Thank you. No, 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 Thank no, 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 listen, you know, you know, the only reason why I believe in it is because anything the imagination can conceive, I believe is real and exists somewhere. Yes. Vampires, like it had to come from somewhere. Yeah. And I just think that whether it's in our dimension, another realm or, I mean, did you know, I mean, you know, cause you probably believe in mermaids, nigga, but like 90% of the ocean is undiscovered. Yes. Mm-hmm. It could be an entire fucking world underneath the ocean, and we have we, no idea. Yeah. I saw something that... Um, I used to fuck with a mermaid. It's, okay. Like, for real? Squishy, squishy. What, you, what do you mean by that? Because now you're fucking with me. No, I'm not. I used to fuck with a mermaid. I fucked with a reptilian bitch. I, I fucked with some pretty... You're not telling me you fucked with like somebody like Ariel with a real... With fins and... Would you believe me if I told you I did? I don't know what to believe right now. <laughs> I've been the quietest <laughs> I've ever been on the interview. I'm just look. I love the listening. I'm listening. <laughs> this is great. So my niggas fucked with a mermaid, a reptilian <laughs> bitch. Like my niggas an artist. He's a rapper. You know what I'm saying? He lives in space. Okay, and we don't believe this nigga. You feel me? Like his daddy Jewish. He run the country. As a matter of fact. Like, this is wild. I love it. Keep this shit going. What else do we fucking believe in, like, right now? Let's just get on, like, as far as, like, is this still, do you believe that there's still racism out here in this world? Like, come on. Of course. <laughs> like, I want you to break this down, too, because I just, just love your ideology. Oh, man. Is there racism in, in this world right now? Because some don't believe, you know what I'm saying? Some, some of my, you know, like, I would ask that, and it just seems like so cliche, but I would ask that because where I grew up and, you know, when I was growing up, I didn't see white people or I didn't see other races, and I didn't have to deal with a motherfucker calling me a nigger or, mm -hmm. or I didn't have to deal with motherfuckers pushing me out or doing no, no wild shit. But now you will see, like, you know, now racism is, you know, it's There's, formed into different things. Well, it's, just not, it's not called racism anymore. I got a question. Where you grew up at, were there gangs? Uh yeah, gang with gang violence, right? Yes. 
Um, niggas would kill each other over what? Beef, money, territory. Some type of beef, yeah. Mm-hmm. But now, I mean, really, a nigga could kill a nigga over a dice game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it gets deep, right? But it really, if you really go to the root of it, it's because we hate ourselves. And that's racism. We hate niggas more than they hate niggas. Mm-hmm. So it's like reverse fucking racism. And, and that's not even our fault. That's the fucked up thing about it. We hate each other because we've been programmed to hate each other. Mm-hmm. Did you know gangster rap was funded by private prisons? So is the agenda of like these crooked politicians whose missions are to keep niggas recycled in the system. And then the judicial system pimps them. Yes. <laughs> I understand these things. And no, this judicial he, he system, is like, prisons, this is, is, is real life. Really think about this. The, ju- the gangster rap was funded in the, in, the, in the 90s, in the late 80s, by privatized prisons that were empty that needed to be filled with bodies. I did not know that. I mean, there's a whole, like, you can Google and really go down the rabbit hole, but there was, like, a, a meeting of the minds where these rich motherfuckers came at uh, the gangster rappers of the time. Well, give me cra- a year. Cra- listen, Crazy Bone, just if you're watching this, look at a Crazy Bone interview where he talks about how he, like, went to this big-ass house. There was a bunch of rappers there. And they pretty much told him, listen, we'll make you rich as fuck. We'll give you the platform. But y'all niggas got to talk about killing, murder, drugs, this, 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 this. And he said it was two rappers that was like, I ain't with this. Fuck y'all niggas. And them niggas end up dying. Listen, it makes all the sense in the world. My, My uncle was a notorious crip. And he used to tell me how. They would bring fucking trains through the hood and just drop and just have guns. Like you know about that? Like yep. just I literally just, just drop that. off guns. I heard about that. Look, that's similar to when uh, when George Floyd passed away and they was putting bricks in front bricks. of all these. Nigga, it's a game. Yeah, it's a fucking game, right? So you get all these pricks. Okay, slavery. What was we doing? Picking what? Cotton. Picking fucking cotton. You know, I feel like I feel like this just turns so deep. Like now I'm like a Dr. Umar nigga or something. Like I'm not even a conscious rapper. I just I feel like every time I get on a platform, it's my need to fucking talk because it'd be so much bullshit. You know what I mean? But slavery, we was picking what? Cotton, right? Mm-hmm. They fucking took slavery away, right? They built prisons. They had they they gave us drugs, alcohol, guns, all the devices for us to kill each other. We get in prison. And now what are we doing? We're sewing jeans. Sorry. We're fucking with cotton again, just in a new way. It's new slaves. It's crazy, That's man. Facts. It's fucking crazy, dog. Well, um, before you get up out of here, Damn, we talk do we, about. Do we want to leave? I don't want to leave. <laughs> I need to go to sleep tonight. Because I'm going to be on the fucking rabbit hole on YouTube tonight. We're this crazy ball interview. Yeah. Um, how did you get linked up with DJ Drama? Man, I don't know. Next one. Next question, I don't know. <laughs> the faith. I don't know how I met that nigga. No. Next one. 
Are you signing generation now? No, I love him. I love DJ Drama. I just, <clears throat> I met him. We made some music. He's a really amazing dude. Shout out to him for making his fucking gangster grills with me. But let's talk about something else. We don't, we don't got that much time left. I would just hate for you to leave and we didn't talk about the rap. Nigga, I rap. Listen to my <laughs> shit. David Sebastian, one of the coldest niggas out there, for real. I mean, I got more quotes. Well, <laughs> I mean, I've been, I've been deep. Let's just like speed through it. Speed racing. All right. Quit your job. Drop out of your school. Move out of your city. Leave your relationship. Start your business. Burn the bridge. Sink the ships. Invest your last dollar. Believe in yourself. Throw everything away that keeps you stuck to this identity you created to forget who you truly are. You sound like Picasso, nigga. Do you know? I don't know if it was Columbus, but... One of these colonizers, when they took the ships over, right, and they came here, you know what they did? They 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 burnt, they blew up the boats. You know what? Go back here. Everybody thinking I'm crazy. I say, where the fuck are these slave ships? Well, no, 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 no. So that's a whole other thing because we could get deep into that. Where are they? Because where are they? Where if there are was they? hundreds of thousands of slave ships bringing niggas over, where are they? Where, where are they? Just show me one of them motherfuckers. Where's one? Okay, so that's a whole other thing. I, I see a dinosaur in the museum. And that ain't even a dinosaur. Bitch, where's the slave ship? Bro, when you I go don't to believe the, in dinosaurs. Yo, when you go to the dinosaur museum and you see all them fucking big ass rocks, I asked them, I was like, are these real? They're like, no, they're, they're replicas. Show me a real motherfucking dinosaur bone. Mm -hmm. That shit ain't real. But what I'm saying is sink the ship. This is a jewel that you need for your life, right? They came over here, right? And they touched down on land and then they fucking burnt the ships. And everyone's like, what the fuck? Why are you guys, why are you? Because you're either gonna conquer this motherfucker or you're gonna die. You can't leave. There ain't no going back. So we either gonna get what we came from or you're gonna die. And I feel like we all need to do that in our life. We need to sink the ship. A lot of us got plan B's, plan C's, you know what I mean? Things that keep us in our comfort zone. Like, you know, I'm going to do this, but I got to keep this job because I need to pay my rent. Mm -hmm. That's why I got my first face tattoo, my first neck tattoo when I was like 17 years old. Because I told myself I ain't never getting a job. Are you just like me? I got my, I got my face tattoo. I, I, I worked a job for like six years, seven yeah. years. And these motherfuckers was like, I'm gonna fire you. But the whole time I was like, you know what? I'm gonna quit this motherfucking job. But just so I can't come back here, I'm gonna get a tattoo on my face. <laughs> so y'all won't hire me. Just because, so if I ever said, you know what, plan B, I'm gonna go back to work. Yeah. These niggas can't hire me. Bro, you sunk the ship. Hmm. And I don't know if you've ever been through bad times, but look where you at now. Yeah. You, you ain't working a job, right? Kinda. But you ain't working that. I, I, it's, I'm, I'm, yeah, I ain't, I ain't working no, no shit that I don't. Yeah, love. yeah, yeah. This yeah, is yeah. something that I love. That you love, right? Yeah. Um, so I guess sink the ship in your life. You know what I mean? A lot of us are stuck to relationships that we have no business being in. Leave that nigga. Leave that girl. Uh, you know, you're in a job that you hate, but you're doing it to pay rent. Leave your job. I promise you, you might struggle for a month, but the universe can only open up a gateway. The second you show what? Faith. And then it happens. So that whole thing was just, we're all playing a game. We're all characters in this magical movie called Life. 
And a lot of us build identities that keep us stuck in this character. Burn that shit. Start over. To literally just fucking start over. So that's what that means. I mean, a real artist will always say that. A real artist always know you, you can't fuck up. There's no way you can fuck up. Paint that bitch back white and start over. Yo. Y'all ever been to the beach? Yeah. You ever looked at the ocean? Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen an imperfect wave? I don't know what a perfect wave is. I mean, have you ever looked at the ocean and said, this don't look right? No. Have you ever looked up at a tree and was like, this tree just don't, that branch is off? Mm-mm. Or the sky or fucking bird. Everything is perfect. There is no such thing as imperfection. Our fucking hum- human ego created the idea of imperfection to like make us feel like, you know, like, so <laughs> you feel me? So none of this shit I'm is. I'm thinking of what you're putting down. You feel me? Pick that shit up. I'm just saying, like, it's all perfect. Hmm. Every single thing. Mm-hmm. So you look at women and all women and be like, damn, she a bad one. All of them. Short, plus size, albino, dwarfs, all of them. You there with it. I'm there with it at the <laughs> same love, time. I love it. No, I love that. Let's get back on that slave ship shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. a lot of people ain't kind of, I, I haven't broken down all the way. I need to do a little bit more research on that. But uh, just my common sense tells me that. Uh, niggas was here already? Yeah, niggas was here already. Niggas was here. Niggas was here already. We was here, and then they created. I'm not, I'm not saying that there wasn't a slave trade, and that there was a. I don't know how many boats, but I'm sure there was some boats. But I think they propagated it to make it look like it was hundreds of thousands coming from fucking the motherland. Because if you knew, like, if you knew this was your motherfucking house, and you didn't come from over there, and they give you a bunch of slave movies to really dig it in and fucking. Paint a. It's like your home. If this is your home, right, and someone comes through the door and say, "I own this shit now," like nigga, this is my shit. What the mm-hmm. fuck you talking about? But if they come in here, right, and then tell a story that this ain't your shit, you actually came from all the way over there and said it generation to generation. So now, when you're in your own home, you're like, "This ain't even mine. I'm. A, I come from over there." It's a different territory. You know what I mean? Niggas been here. Mm-hmm. Niggas what, been here for sure. What you think about uh, Kanye saying Rosa Parks was a puppet? <laughs> <laughs> he said that? Yeah. This nigga crazy. He said Rosa Parks is a puppet? A puppet? Yeah. For, like, like a metaphorical well, puppet? So, I mean, eventually we end up getting a breakdown for it. And it you was just about... just gave me an idea. That- I should do... <laughs> The fucking, uh, the slate, like, um, what do you call the Rosa Parks and ML? Like the Muppets. Like a Muppet version of the motherfucking, <laughs> like That's actually yeah, Rosa Parks is like a, a sock puppet. If you do that, you might as well say the other shit you didn't want to say. They, because that's leading huh, motherfuckers that getting canceled, huh, right? He said Rosa Parks was a puppet. Damn. Um... Well, actually put in the media, you know what I'm saying, uh, to train the media on what yeah. was going on. Because around they're, what do you mean train the media? So, so supposedly from, and I ended up finding this, learning this yesterday yeah. amongst the rest of the No Jumper staff, that yeah. there was um, a 16-year-old girl who actually had a similar story to Rosa Parks 
prior to the Rosa Parks, that, right. that actual situation. Yeah. But the reason why that one wasn't promoted was yeah. because she was pregnant. Okay. And um, her features didn't really follow through with the identity, what they was trying to put out. Was she light-skinned? Dark-skinned. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, so Rosa Parks. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know about that. I don't like to speak on shit I don't know, but I will mm-hmm. say this. Uh, a lot of that shit is controlled. A lot of it's like white supremacy controlling black narratives to keep niggas enslaved. So, it wouldn't like... It wouldn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people, like the you know that you think is like rah rah rah, they got like puppet strings and they're being dangled in front of niggas to be like the poster child for this when really they're mm-hmm. like brought and paid for. Yeah, that's what it was. So, so the the civil. Rights I'm not saying leaders. Rosa Parks is that. I don't know her. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Yeah, but I think a lot of stuff was like you know. Yeah. It was like. Well, I it mean, wasn't even, real. It was propaganda for real. Like a lot of those things weren't real. No, a lot of that media shit was definitely made up. A lot of those pictures and uh, a lot of those movies, everything was taught and having us our, our minds trained to think a different way for sure. Yo, what if I to told you this? This might be a high thought, but what if I told you that nothing existed? The only thing that is, is existed is in your lifetime, and there's a script that keeps getting propagated to tell you about history to give you some sense of reality and some history, but really the only thing that's ever existed is the now. Well, that's actually how I feel. Um, Yeah, so one day I was high as hell. Off of what? I I got this little weed pen. Okay. And um, (laughs) I was smoking a pen, and I was about to go to sleep, and I said, damn, one day the lights are just going to completely shut off. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to... Like, uh, it's going to be it. Like, uh, it's just going to be, yeah. literally, it's just going to be black. Black. Yeah. I'll die one day. Yeah. Does anything actually exist outside of what I'm seeing right now? Do you have a lighter? No. Do you have a lighter? It has to be one on the table. Can someone throw me a lighter? Mm. I'll try to take Why doesn't this hurt? Why doesn't it hurt? I'm sure you can smell my flesh burning. Why doesn't it hurt? You know. smell that? I don't really. Yes, okay. It's real. My shit's on fire. Why doesn't it hurt? Because I have mastered my mind. There is no pain. <laughs> Man, <laughs> wrap this shit up. <laughs> this shit is tight, dog. You ain't fucking with me. <laughs> I really love this shit. What's going on here? Oh I'm my this god, this nigga like he crazy in the motherfucker. <laughs> I fuck with him though. I really love this nigga. I've been knowing this nigga for a long time, so I'm just really letting him sit up here and get this shit off. <laughs> You <laughs> gotta come up here and get this shit off real quick. I love it, man. You know, she was really doing her her due diligence. She was really studying you. You feel me? Seeing what's going on because she really had no fucking. You clue. did your shit. You did your shit. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. But to to explain that, 
and this might be the the um, the martini of the show. Um, when you were a kid, right, you had no idea what pain was, right? Mm-hmm. You would jump off a of shit, you'd fall, you'd cry. But most of the time, like, you ever see, like, a little kid, like, touch a stove and, like, he don't even feel it, but the parent's like, yo, don't do that, it's hot! And he looks and he's like, Meh! you know what I mean? Or have a delayed reaction where he'll fall, then the parent will say something and he'll cry. You got kids, so, like, mm-hmm. have, have you ever noticed that? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, it, oh, it's supposed to hurt. It's supposed I to. I gotta cry. Fuck it. Yeah, we're teaching people to experience pain, mm-hmm. but in reality, that shit don't even exist if you can master your mind. So I like, I cut off like, you see this like burn right here. Mm-hmm. This was the day I realized that everything I thought was real wasn't. Literally, just set my shit on fire, and I'm like looking at it, and not feeling nothing. I think that's a part of Christ consciousness. When Jesus was getting beat, like knowing that you're not your body, you're not your brain, you're not this, you're so much more infinite. Once you can disconnect from your identity, then you can truly be free. Now you can wrap that up. I'm a little stuck. (laughs) I love this man, you know what I'm saying? Before we get out of here, uh, David, I need people to know where they can find you, where they can uh, find your Look music. inside yourself. <laughs> Close your eyes that. and you'll find me. I Say my you. name seven times and I will be there. <laughs> David motherfucking Sebastian. <laughs> Thank you for kicking it with us. We really appreciate it. I appreciate it. this. Let's do it again. Yes. Yeah, let's definitely do this again. Um, I think uh a, a few people on this platform will have a field day with you not like that pause, pause. but they'll definitely enjoy speaking to you you know what i'm saying For sure. and you know on a, on a different level you feel me got some big shit popping like 2023 some big shit popping so as those things develop i would love to come back and you say you got another a platform with all like what, what's your platform um so it's called Geniverse. i okay. produce cyphers for up and coming artists and it comes out on social is it all women or like men no the, the production is all women okay well i love to rap on your shit you know what i mean please you know thank you i know you always got some shit popping like keep, yeah. keep me in, in, in mind you know what i mean for sure we got to support each other you know what i mean yeah, and how's definitely. the uh, skid row thing doing downtown uh, what do you mean? The the building? Cause didn't you didn't you paint that shit like lime green? Or yeah, some yeah, shit lime like that? green. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when I passed down there on the corner, I'm like, who the fuck did this? Nigga was like, David did this shit. I'm like, oh, he well, that gone. building is now currently owned by Cowboy. You know Cowboy? <laughs> what? Cowboy Nipsey's own from Six O. Yeah, <laughs> he owned the building. He owned the building. He sells Cowboys hot dogs. He has a fucking uh Cowboys breakfast in. That nigga has. Everything there, like Cowboys, my nigga, he is, he is the true definition of a fucking hustler, dog. Like I met this nigga, and he was like, he was like, he was like, yo, you need to paint your building. I'm like, yeah. I was like, yo, I'm gonna um, hire someone two days. He was like, no, no, give me two hours. I said, nigga, you about to paint this entire building in two? He said, give me two hours. I came back two hours. This nigga painted a fucking forty store. This nigga's crazy, dog. I fuck with Cowboys. Shout out to Cowboy. But we moved from there. And now we're about to get a huge, like, 20,000 square foot space downtown to be able to do, like, 360-degree rehabilitation. Housing, manufacturing, rehabilitation. All for Skid Row and the homeless. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. And when is that to come? 2023? 2023. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations on that, bro.
But right, yeah, that will uh, conclude this interview, man. I love my boy. Hope to have him back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you want to catch me on anything, back on Fig, make sure y'all subscribe to that. Don't worry about nothing. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, every Wednesday, catch me live. Catch her on the Monday show every Monday. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we gone. Yeah.